Greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have Tab Pierce all the way from Seattle with us today. Caliber Security Partners was what he had created and he continues in the security business today. But he's had his share of ups and downs and never gave up and he still continues in that security business. He's seen you know, really high ups and he's been at the bottom too and we'll hear from him about his story. He's also written a book, Upsurge, Wreckage to Triumph, Rebuilding Your Personal and Business Life. And I'm sure that comes out of his experiences. So let's welcome Tab and we'll get started. So welcome to the show, Tab. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, you know, I uh, like to say I, um, I'm, I'm just actually north of Seattle, but uh, been here my whole entire life. Uh, you know, got kind of cut my teeth uh, in in my career as a salesperson, and you know, I'll, I'll probably always have that moniker because I like it. But um, you know, life kind of pivots and changes, and and uh, so I, I I no longer carry a quota, but you know, I carry the the burden or the whatever you want to say of, of, of a business owner that, that has to drive revenue. So, you know, it all kind of flushes out the same, but, um, you know, made a shift in my career about uh, 1996 to technology and um, security about 1998. And that's kind of been my, my, where I've hung my hat since, since then. How did you get into security? How did that come to happen? You, you know, like a lot of things, it, Kind of, sort of happened. You know, I didn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, in, in 98, security really wasn't an industry. Um, you know, it was just kind of a subset of technology. And, you know, I, I gravitated towards that. And then, um, you know, I had an opportunity to go to work for a uh, digital signature company, which was still in the security. And then I just migrated over to the consulting side of it about, uh, I think about 2002. Or so, and that's where I've been is uh, the security services side since about 2002. It just kind of happened, you know. People are always like, "Man, you really must know security." I'm on the business side of it. I know enough about security to get me to get myself in trouble. So you actually ran a pretty strong security business for a long time, and you talk about these bad decisions that you took. Yeah, yeah. I'm into your business, so. Let's talk through that. Yeah. So I st- the company's still alive, Caliber Security Partners. We're uh, uh, 10 years old. About about four years into it, things were going really well. You know, revenue was, was, was great. I think we had 18 employees at the time. Things were just, you know, I mean, nothing's perfect, right? Nothing's ever perfect. You know, like, um, I had a business owner that we didn't get a, a business partner. We didn't we didn't really get along, and um, I wanted to buy him out, and he didn't want to he didn't want to be bought out with, unless it was a significant amount of money. Um, and that was the year prior. Then all of a sudden, everything kind of blows up, and it blows it blew up because um, we just weren't prepared. You know, we we were we were living off of revenue, and you know. And that was great, but but you know it just was a couple of things that kind of happened that 
domino. And one of them was is we had this contract with a large company. It was eight people. And um, and the contract expired, but, but they were in the process of, of renewing, getting another one set up. And, and they said, you know, it, it'll be later this week. And so we're like, okay, you know, we'll hold on to our people because, um, you know, it's going to be next week. Well, next week turned into the next week. And then pretty soon it's another thing. And, and it, you know, that tension started to build. And pretty soon we're, we're, we're just about at the point where, like, we got to make a decision. And right about the time when we were like, we, we got to, we just got to let, because it's eight people for eight weeks. It's a significant amount of money. And it, our, our contact at that company um, was transferred internally and we didn't get the renewal. And, um, and so all of a sudden we have eight people that we've been paying that, that aren't productive at the same time. Uh, it showed another weakness in a business unit that we had that wasn't performing and, um, and to, you know, to make things, you know, to, to tie a, a, a really big ribbon on this bad situation. We went out and got a, um, uh, high interest rate loan to cover a lot of the things that we had experienced. And looking back at it, it was just, there was a series of bad choices, bad things happening on on us, but it left us $750,000 in debt to 18 different people, companies, government agencies, and, and uh, that's when it got interesting to say that. How did you, how did you, Tackle that situation. You know, obviously the uh, the easiest easier thing would have been to you know close your doors. Shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what people told me to do. But you know, you know, I talk to people. They're like, yeah, you know, you should should probably shut down. Go get a job. Start something new. But shut down. The the reason why I did is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of that that we owed was to the IRS, and the IRS doesn't forgive, right? So they may see. Hey, boy, sorry your business didn't work out, but when do we get our money? So the, the, the best way for me to pay that back was to keep the business going. And um, that was the decision. But it was, it was super hard. That, that business partner I talked about, you know, I, you know, came to me and said, you know, um, well, he, there was ac- accusations that he threw. But then he said, I don't want any part of this. I want to be absolved from any of the legal responsibilities that are going to come down. None of, nothing ever came down. Uh, and he, and he wrote his 26% ownership over to me and walked away. So all I had to do was screw things up royally to just get him out of there and, and, uh, get it for free. But it, it was a slow and gradual process to get out of it. And it included a lot of, uh, vulnerability, a lot of feeling like a fake and a fraud, uh, depression and all of that in the process of coming out of it. So how did you manage through that process? You know, how did you, you still stuck with the company, you kept it alive, you kept going, and now, you know, you're back on, on your path of growing it again. So how did, what, what really transpired? You know, you had your, all your personal struggles, but the professional struggles were still there. Yeah, yeah, and and you know somebody somebody asked me one time, or somebody told me one time after, they're like, man, you seem like you're a, you're a warrior. You know, you went into battle every day and just tackled it. 
I said, you know, it's funny that you say that because with that analogy, I felt, I felt at the beginning more like a warrior that was forced to go to battle that only had the strength to drag their sword. <laughs> you know, that was the truth. You know, but it was a, it was a day by day thing. And it was, you know, early on, it was, you know, I couldn't see the light, but, you know, the, the truth was, is we were, you know, we were driving an avenue, we were paying off debt. You're paying, you know, paying our employees. I wasn't taking any money, but at the same time, we had these these creditors, especially that hard money lender that was just pounding on us. And you know, so it it took a good while for me to to kind of realize that we were going to be okay, and that I and, and honestly that I had a lot more power in the situation than I was allowing myself to have. But it was a, it was a slow it was a slow thing. And after a while, you look up and you're like, wow, you know what? I think we're going to do this. I think we're actually going to come out of this thing and we're going to be fine. But it didn't just, you know, it didn't happen overnight. It was a gradual process. And there were some things I had to do in order to get there. Um, like I, like I, um, I became an, a, a fanatical planner. I mean, just like every detail, just fanatical. I still am. Um, and I, I, I kind of, um, give credit to that planning for kind of getting us out of it. So how long was this process of struggle? How many years was that? <laughs> well, it's, I, I love that because um, my original assumption when I figured it out was it's going to take us a year to get out of this. It took us three years to get out of it. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was an interesting uh, experience because you know, there are things I learned about, about different people that you owe money to. As an example, the IRS, the IRS gets a, this horrible, horrible rap. They were the easiest to deal with by far. And, um, and people are like, and it's funny because I tell people that, that guy, you must be mistaken. Like, well, I don't know if I'm mistaken or not. I lived through that thing. And, it, you know, so, you know, there, there are things that, that you learn, but, but it took three years, and it was um, it was it was on June eighteenth of last year that we sent the last ACH payment to that hard money lender, and we were done, and we were debt free. And I I expected streamers and balloons and confetti and a marching band to pop out, yay! And none of that, you know. So it was a little surreal when it, when we finally came out of it. So while you were going through this struggle, at any point did you contemplate bankruptcy or anything like that? You know, I, I made a I, I I considered it really really hard at the beginning. At the beginning, I looked at it and I was like, you know, should I do that? Once I got into it, and once I started, you know, um, going down a path, you know, if, you know, I. I, I just was committed to the path. I, I made a commitment that I was going to do it. And, um, you know, the, the, the only way I would have filed bankruptcy is if, if I was just forced. I mean, if, if, if I couldn't, you know, if I couldn't get revenue, if I couldn't keep the, the ball moving forward, um, you know, and there, I mean, there's a, there's a, there was a lot of gain. You know, I mean, I wouldn't, I would not go through anybody who says things like, oh, if I had to do it over again, I would. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it over again, but I am, I am so glad 
for the experience because um, it changed the person I am and the, the business owner I am, the leader, everything. You know, what about the team that you mentioned, the team of 18? Did they stick with you and, uh, you know, do you credit them with some of the, you know, kind of helping you move through? Yeah. So, um, we went, you know, we had to let people go like those eight people because, you know, we didn't have anything for them. We just banned the business unit. Um, there was, there was, uh, four people in that unit and one of them we, we moved over into our testing group. Um, another, um, uh, was that business owner who left and then two of the other ones, um, kind of came to me right about that time and said, hey, I, I need to get my resignation because I, I have this other job opportunity. So it was like, great, I, did, I didn't have to go through that with them. But when everything came down to it, you know, there are others that just scattered. And, you know, I had, I had one business, um, uh, one of my uh, business leads that just said, I, I, don't have, I don't have the stomach to make this work. I don't have the stomach to do it. And so it, it for a long time, became three of us. It was three of us, and um, you know we were we were using outsourced individuals to to manage the rest until we could rebuild it. But yeah, it was it was small, and 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 I credit those two individuals. One of them, I thought for sure was going to leave. I, I I thought you know he's super valuable. I thought he's gone, and and to my surprise, he was one of my biggest supporters at early on. Um, and then, uh, then, then my, well, at the time was my, uh, lead account or my accountant. Um, he's now the president of my company because he basically, um, dragged us out while I went out and searched for revenue. So, yeah. Yeah. So definitely credit those two individuals tremendously. And then on the personal side, and I'm sure, you know, the, your own personal struggles and then those dependent on you and all that. How did you survive through that in the, in the three years that you were going through this? You, you know, uh, so I'll, I'll say this. The, the very first chapter of the book, I'd gone to my wife and I said, hey, will you write a chapter and just, you know, say your experience, you know? And I read it and I just went, oh, wow. You know, I don't even know what to say. I'm sorry. Because up to that point in time, we were well outside of it, but up to that point in time, uh, you know, I didn't realize, you know, how much she absorbed what I what I was going through, but didn't have a place to, um, you know, to go to recover herself. So, um, you know, that was one of the things. But but in probably the first two weeks when when this was going through it, or when we were going through this, you know, I just I sat in a lazy boy chair with the TV on. I don't watch TV. And, um, and this was usually after work, right? And I would just stare off in this space. I didn't talk to my wife. I didn't talk to anybody. And, um, I was just deep in horrible thoughts. You know, it wasn't like, I didn't have one thought that was like, you know what it's going to, what's it going to feel like when I come out of this thing? I'm going to, it's going to be amazing. You know, those thoughts never crossed my mind. It was always, you know, the deep, dark despair. And then, you know, uh, you know, there was a long time throughout the process that I, I would think I'd get better and then something would come along and it would, you know, chunk away at my, at, you know, uh, how I was handling it. So I, I, I had to change, a, I had to change my mindset about how I dealt and thought about people 
once I did that, that was almost a switch. It was almost like once I did that, um, my mental health started to just get better. I, and that was almost like a switch. You know, depression and despair, those are like whirlpools, right? They just suck you in. And uh, here you are, and here we are talking about your business that's come out of it and uh, that's uh, on the road to doing well. How was that experience? You know, I always wonder, you know, it's so easy to get sucked in. It's so easy to give up, but you did not. What kept you going? Uh, What kept me going was, um, uh, you know, a combination of, um, you know, not wanting to have that IRS debt over my head. Um, But then, you know, once I was kind of past the, I have to pay this everything back, then it became a, you know, kind of a, um, you know, a personal thing. Like, I want to make this work. You know, I want to see this thing through. And, and then it became, um, you know, more of a, we're going to see it through. And then we're going to, we're, we're going to have, you know, some very big growth. And so what took, you know, you know, it was a seed, right? I had I had to like get that seed planted and nourished in that, and then finally, you know, I started to see the fruits. And once I did that, you know, uh, you know, things really changed. I, I mean, you know, we're what eighteen months past it, and our revenue is better than it was ever. Um, you know, profitability is great. We've hired eight people since the pandemic started, um, and we're hiring more. So I mean, we're doing just this. We're doing great, but it's because of all of the things that we had experienced that, that really set us up for the pandemic. And, and that's weird to say that, but, you know, we had to change a lot in order to, to survive. And, uh, you know, how's the company doing now and what's your vision for its future? Um, we're doing great. Um, uh, you know, like I said, profitability's up, revenue's up. Um, you know, I, I have a board over here that I, I keep track of my um, uh, our people and what they're doing. And you know, I you know I was telling um, my president of the company, I said, you know, if we get one more project, we don't have anybody, right? So we're hiring people, right? So so it's good. About um, about ten days ago, I was coming back on a plane. This when you said, "Where am I going with it?" and um, you know, we've got a great management team, great leadership, all of this. And, and, and I, so I went to my team and I, just, I came back, um, and I said, we need to be five times larger than we are right now as soon as possible. And, um, they said, what is that? What is, what is as soon as possible mean? I said, it means you need to figure it out. I, I want the, I want the three of you to go figure it out. I want the three of you to come back and tell me how we're going to become a $10 million company. Um, cause we're about $2 million right now. Um, and, um, and you know, they came back and, and, you know, it's, it's not going to be that hard. You know, I, it's, it, we're going to be able to hit that, I think within a couple of years. And, uh, so that's it. And, and part of the reason why, you know, um, is because, you know, I love security and I love what I do, but, um, but, you know, I don't know that it's, you know, I, I don't know that it's my passion, which is really kind of an interesting thing to have done something for 20 years and, you know, and love it, but not know that it's your passion. And, and I'm working on things now that, that are my passion. And, um, and, uh, it's, it's interesting because I can't 
let go of what I'm doing to follow my passion. Right. So what I'm doing is I'm like going to my team and saying, get us to 10 million because once we're there, I can fully drift over and do this and have a fully functioning company. It, it could function right now without me, but not at the level I want it to be able to. So what what do you think you have learned from your from your experience? Um, well, one of the biggest things was is that I'm not my company. You know that that was one of the things I had to learn early on is that if my company had a bad day or a bad week or a bad year, that I didn't have to have a bad week, month, year, whatever. And that that was hard because so much of my personality ebbed and flowed with how this company would go, which it doesn't anymore. Um, the other things I learned, um, you know, when I had that debt, uh, I wish I would have learned it earlier, but, you know, I, I felt like I was beholden to people. And what I found out is I actually held all the power. I had all the power because they were relying on me to get them the money that, that was owed to them. And so once I made that shift of, you know, I'm not going to be beholden to them, I'm going to pay them. But I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna allow them to control my mood and emotion, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna handle those things strong. And to realize, um, you know, that a lot of those people are only in our life for a short season, and so don't give them too much um, time or mental, you, you know, or thought or whatever if they're gonna be gone. You know, and, and so there, you know, there are a lot of things that I learned, and, but, but probably the biggest one, and this is kind of the, one of the messages that I, I love trying to get out, is that I learned that I could truly outlast everything. You know, if I could do that, I could outlast everything. And I mean, not, that doesn't mean that I'm going to go from point A to point B without circles and, you know, divots and, you know, obstacles, and that. it just means I'm going to get to point B. And I, you know, now I, I look at it, I, I think, you know, anybody can do it. And, and that's kind of a, you know, that was probably the biggest um, uh, learn that I that I got out of it. Awesome. So, Tab, what do you consider as, as your message from your book? Um, you, you know, I, uh, I, I learned that, that, uh, the way I wrote that book was a little bit different than the way most people do. The, the start of that book, um, was, was written by me when I was in the middle of everything, right? So, you know, the, the, um, the chapter on thoughts was me convincing myself that I needed to, to control my thoughts. And then, um, then it became a chapter, right? And then I, there's another one about, about my need to just like, really keep myself motivated and pushing forward. And um, and so there's, there's this gradual change in the book from me being, you know, in the, deep in the middle of it to coming out of it to being out of it. Uh, and the message that um, I really want people to learn is that, you know, business was just the... You know, and this experience was just the, ex- or the, the business experience I had was, was just the vehicle. It, it could be an experience in anything outside of business and, you know, the lessons can be, um, you know, can be learned. But, you know, it's really 
you know, find good quality people that can guide you along the way. Um, and, and as an example, you know, we were almost out of it. And I was talking to an individual. He said, I wish I would have known you before because there were things I could have done that would have made, that would have made this a lot easier on you. And you wouldn't have had to go through a lot of this. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, lesson learned. So, you know, that's a lot of what I want to do is I, I want people to know that other people are out there that are doing it or, or that have done it and that have experience with it, that they're not alone. And, you know, I was pretty vulnerable and pretty candid in that book where, you know, I didn't really pull any punches. And, um, you know, this is kind of what I want people to learn, and, you know, and, and it's it was just the book that has started taking me down other paths, which is which is really cool. That's awesome. And where can people find your book? Uh, they can find it um, at well, they can find it on Amazon. They can find it on Audible. Uh, if they want to go to tabpierce dot com, they can buy the book there. Um, uh, as well as um, uh, they can contact me there. You know, through the uh, um, uh, the contact form, and uh, if, and I like to help people, so I, I just mentioned that. I always I'm hesi- I always feel bad if I don't mention that people that, that, that I'm available for people to talk to. But um, yeah, so it's it's available in, in most common um, in avenues. Well, thank you so much for joining us uh, today, Tab, and uh, relating your story, your journey. I know that uh, that will strike a chord with a lot of people uh, that are struggling uh, in terms of their business, especially during present times. And hopefully it will give them some strength in terms of finding resolve and sticking it through and coming out successful. Before I let you go, one takeaway that you'd like to share with the listeners. Um, you know, I, I would go back to... Um, to how you view yourself and how you view uh, the individuals around you. In the, the, the last chapter in the book, um, I talk about being a healthy narcissist, and I've gotten a little bit of flack from that because people don't like the word narcissist. But I'm like, I didn't coin, I didn't coin the term heavy nar- narcissist or heavy healthy narcissist. But the idea is that you have, you know, you have that this just absolute amazing belief in yourself, and it just a belief that you can accomplish anything. This meeting goes perfect, but you can do that. Um, and and then the healthy part of it is a belief that everybody else is equally great as in, as and as important as you are, and that you're going to go back out and, and help people and lift them up. Right, and that's you know to me that's the big takeaway is you know get out of your own head. And, you know, turn to mentors, turn to people that can help you get out of your head because that's usually where most of our problems um, reside. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tab. It's been a pleasure learning from you. Thank Thank you. I hope you liked that episode and are enjoying all the episodes in Plan B Success Podcast. I'd encourage you to go subscribe on your favorite platform whether it's any listening platform or YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so that you enjoy this content and extract from it what serves you best, what benefits you in your own life, personal, professional, business, whatever it might be. 
planb.live is the website where you can go in order to find any episode that you would like to listen to. Three times a week, we release episodes, the first being an inspiring interview with someone who's done it, been there, done that, and can inspire you to go after what you want to achieve. Every Monday, that's the episode that gets released. And then, on Wednesdays and Fridays, we pick a topic and we talk about it in order to benefit you in your personal and professional life. At the same time, if you're someone who's interested in learning more about these concepts, if you're someone who's interested in podcasting as well, go check out planbsuccessschool.thinkific.com. That's where all the online courses are. You can learn and benefit from them there as well. There's a bunch of free courses. There's a bunch of paid courses. Start with the free ones. Get to learn what you aspire to learn. And if you want to delve deeper, then you can sign up for the other ones. Thank you very much. Thank you.